Welcome to Welcome to Primetime, a show covering the Freddy Krueger-hosted anthology series Freddy's Nightmares, one episode at a time. I'm Brennan Klein. Every episode is brought to you by listeners who donated to The Ochre Project. Donations are now closed. Thank you so much to everybody who contributed. Once again, um, from Sci-Fi Wire, Screen Rant, The Illuminati, The Fresh Podcast of LA, and less frequently now, Twitch, <laughs> it's me, Dahlia <laughs> Melendez. <laughs> I'm here. Welcome back. And I'm fabulous. You are. I'm so happy Thank to have you. you back. I know. I'm so glad to be back. This was so much fun last time. And I love this. I love this already. Maybe not so much the episode, but I love this experience. Oh, but you know, I think like sometimes the act of podcasting about something that was horrible and purging it can be a really mm -hmm. fun experience. Yes. Especially with others. It's it's always a good time. And especially people who may have another view than you and maybe can convince you otherwise. Maybe. <laughs> oh. I, I don't, someone I don't know. Also we'll we'll see. <laughs> um, I don't know where specifically you stand, but I think we may be on the same page. Okay. Um, But yeah, this episode is season two, episode 20, Dust to Dust. Um, Original air date, February 25th, 1990. Um, here's what you could have watched in theaters instead that weekend. You could have watched Tony Scott's Revenge or Clive Barker's Nightbreed, which is, Ooh. you know, it's a fun movie. I've only seen the director's cut, but I like Nightbreed. Um, there are, th <laughs> it took three whole writers to make this masterpiece come together. Oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> it's a frequent uh, writers on the show, Bill Froelich, David Brath, Braff, and Jonathan Glasner, put their heads together for, for this. Um, and the director Really the Froelich. regurgitation of uh, other film quotes? <laughs> other oh people's quotes? <laughs> it's like three people? <laughs> we will get there. We okay. will get there. Um, most of the cast of this episode is the same as the episode Prime Cut, which we previously talked about. Mm -hmm. um, but we're adding, as Dr. Henry Picard, Tim Russ, um, he was he was in a Star Trek show. He was in Star Trek Voyager as Lieutenant Tuvok, apparently. Mm. Um, but the name was, while being a Star Trek reference, was not a reference to his career because he had not done that yet. Got it. Okay, I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I looked at the timeline and I was like, oh no, they just they were just going for it. Oh, all right then. So Ooh. this Picard came before the other Picard. No, no, no. Um. This Picard is a oh. reference to Star Trek The Next Generation. Got it. Um, but the actor playing that Picard was also in a Star Trek show that came afterward. Really? Star Trek Next Generation was that old? I thought that was like mid-90s. Maybe oh I'm wrong. You know what? I'll double check. I'm not... I. I'm not saying that this makes me a good... I'm not saying that this is a good <laughs> Well, there thing. is a book, right? The Star Trek books. Oh, now you're right. Oh. That, uh, 1987. Oh, yeah. Next Generation. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and I'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I have mm -hmm. not seen a single frame of a Star Trek television show. The movies, yes, but I I just I, I don't know as much about it. You got to watch the Shatner ones at least. I tell everybody because that's that's gold. That's gold. It's comedy gold. Okay. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> oh, but for now, we're we're watching we're watching some Freddy's nightmares. Yes, we are. <laughs> we we open on our three survivors of Prime Cut. Um, in brief, um, that episode was about. Well, first it was about a vampire, but that turned out to be all a dream. Um, mm. 
the dream of a business person who was in a um, airplane accident with his sexy lady pilot, Ginger Tracker Morgan. Oh. They start an affair, but then his fiance Mary Beth shows up. They all end up eating people to survive and kind of get a taste for it. Ugh. Um, we open uh, on a Cannibals Anonymous meeting where it's like, Hi, I'm Johnny, and I'm a cannibal. Haven't eaten human <laughs> flesh in three months. Ugh. It's a lot of parody AA phrases. It is, mm-hmm. it is setting the tone for what a fucking wacky ass fest of nonsense this episode's going to be. Yes, off the wall. Whew. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Whole... You could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I'm just, I'm just staring down the barrel of this episode, and I was like, oh, yikes. <sighs> Um, it is an astonishingly large group of people that they've gathered who are cannibals in small town Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> I thought it was just like a general addicts meeting at first because that wasn't clear until somebody specifically said it was a cannibals anonymous meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a strong choice that they have made. Um, mm-hmm. They all vow to never again raise their forks against their fellow man. For a joke that doesn't really pay off. It, it, that never comes back. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I want to know what's up with all these other suburban cannibals that are just living their lives. Yeah. If they would have been... Yeah, it, yeah, that's what they probably really should have centered it around instead of, instead of what they end up doing. Which you could not possibly predict from how this episode begins. No. <laughs> so, no. yeah, it's wild. The three of them are living in a trailer out in the woods... Um, Ginger and whatever the guy's name. I never Johnny. Remember the name. Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny. <laughs> um, they start like making out again. They're all horny, even though he's still engaged to the horrible Mary Beth, who he hates. Um, but she apparently took a vow of chastity when they revoked her credit card for being a cannibal, which is mm. a plot point in this television show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and somebody lost their job, and something happened to somebody else. Like, why did these people know this? Like, yeah, were they on the news? Yeah. <laughs> was this in the newspaper? What? Yeah, and then they're just making <clears throat> so many cannibal jokes. It was like, outside of eating them, yours were the last arms that I felt. Yeah. Like, ugh, so bad. God. So bad. <laughs> yeah, and then a man runs into their trailer. He's like, they're after me. It's too late. And he just passes out. And they're like, yummy. He randomly like grabs her leg out of frame because there was no shot of the door opening that I noticed. They're like making out eight feet away from his fiance. And some hand just shoots out. <laughs> the scariest part of the episode. Yeah, I'm like, what the? You guys didn't hear the door opening? Why is the door unlocked? Yeah, I mean, I, they, they, their trailer security is not what it should be. No, it's not. Probably has no door. Ugh, yikes. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Freddy's in like a little chef outfit. He's doing a recipe. He's just doing a whole Julia Childs thing. But then it turns <laughs> out he's cooking a dude who's on a little gurney. He's like, wait till you see how I serve up this guy. Um, I'm not into the whole cannibal thing. Like, I, I've, I've been interested in like seeing um, Cannibal Holocaust in um, Eli Roth's movie. The Green Inferno. The, the Green Inferno. Like, I can't do it because that's just not my bag when it comes to horror. Yeah, that is fair. It's a really intense subject matter that this uh, television program treats with exactly as little respect as it deserves. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's just gross. 
But yeah, look, if if this is not your bag, I definitely would not recommend the Green Inferno or Candy No, Chronicles. yeah. I always just look at the cover art and read the synopsis like, I can't do it. <laughs> I could barely watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. It, it I mean, that is a movie that I love for many reasons, but yeah, the 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 like more cannibally movies, especially the Italian ones, it's like it's ooh, it's a lot. Mm. Um, but you know, this is it is off-putting, but it's it's silly enough that it's not like actively repulsive necessarily yeah because they're not really outright eating them like it's not graphic um, oh, in that not. way at all um and i think he has another a nightmare which is the first of many annoying ones in this episode yeah like does he eat him he like takes a bite of his arm right he puts ketchup on it he does <laughs> Ugh, like, come on <laughs> see well, that, that, that's the kind of level of discourse that we're working at here yes <laughs> Um, but then they, they all have had the same nightmare they discover for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, they're discussing how to cook him. And there's actually, there's a pretty good line where one of them's like, maybe he's an innocent man. And she's like, men are never men innocent. Are innocent, yes. <laughs> um, the man wakes up again, tries to strangle Johnny, and they stab him with these like hedge clippers that they have. I know. It was some, it was some random like artifacts like a tribal like uh, not picks what the hell i don't know what they're called um, like staffs or whatever but shears or yeah they just like slowly stab in the back and you're like we killed him well, what the hell did you think you were gonna do when you pierce that into somebody's back <laughs> yeah exactly when you pull out the giant scissors yeah it wasn't like you accidentally bashed him over the head with something like an iron <laughs> yeah yeah, it's it is a mystery. Um, but then Mary Beth says another line that I think is actually kind of funny, where she's like, "We're gonna go to jail. They have such rough toilet paper in prison." <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically they do eat the man, and then they discover the next day um, from the newspaper that the man has escaped from a government lab and believed to be carrying a deadly yet unknown virus, which mm. would have would have hit. A little closer to home than it should have in 2020 if it wasn't so fucking goofy right i was like virus COVID. Yeah. Yeah, they're like how are we gonna well they're worried about how to get rid of the body because people were looking for him and then there's their excuse to to break their sobriety by eating him yeah yeah I mean, liver pates and shit and i was like please stop god it's like <laughs> I know your taste extends to human flesh, but liver pate, <laughs> I, mm, I don't buy it. No. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, these people show up in, like, hazmat suits, and they're like, did you eat anything he might have touched? And they're like, uh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and, boing, 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 boing. Oh, yeah, and literally, Mary Beth faints, and there's a cartoon sound effect of, like, <laughs> This goes, yeah, this turns into a bad sci-fi episode real Ooh. fast. Oh, so fast. Um, well, yeah, okay. So they learn that the virus causes personality changes. Mary Beth mm-hmm. has a dream that the personality change of her is that she's a compulsive cleaner and that they just use her as a maid. Um, but then, yeah. Oh, this is when the hazmat people show up. And for some reason, just because we can't not be wacky, one of the men just keeps falling over. <laughs> yeah. What, what the? What is happening? Charlie Chaplin directing this or what? Yeah. <laughs> And and they, they hold up their transports to contain the exposure, and it's just body bags, and they're like, we're on a budget. <laughs> um, he falls over again. Um, <laughs> so then they, 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 take him, they take them to this 
underground laboratory that's five levels beneath Springwood. Yeah. We're still in Springwood. Like, why are you even telling us this? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like just just because we need to be in universe for this show doesn't mean that they, people can't leave. Yeah, you know what it reminded me of? Did you read those Fear Street books? Um, I was more uh, of a Goosebumps person, but I've read a, my fair share. Yeah, well, yeah, it's basically, yeah, it was the the teenage version of Goosebumps, but it was basically everything bad that happened in those series. It was all on the one street. And that's what this reminded me of. And of course, you know, that's how um, Nightmare on Elm Street series is. Everything happens really in Springwood and, and Elm mm -hmm. Street. But it's like, they're really trying to keep this in universe. Like, yeah, why they're... is anybody living in this town? All this shit happening. Yeah. And I mean, among the 44 <clears throat> episodes, at least one person has died per episode. Like, they're, they're, their death count is abominably high. <laughs> um. But yeah, so and actually having a, a scientific facility five levels underneath Springwood is actually a weird connection to the Friday the 13th franchise. Because in Jason mm -hmm. X, they also reveal that there is a like enormous scientific facility underneath Crystal Lake. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it, that that's the trend, I guess. I guess they're just missing a, a Haddonfield lab. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> five sure levels we'll down. get there. Wait, wait, maybe that's where that stupid cave was. For the, the, the brotherhood shit that they have. Yeah, the, the druid thing in the, Halloween 6. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it was a cave. I remember a bunch of metal railings. Yeah. I bet you that's probably five levels under Haddonfield. So, okay. The big the big wigs have their little underground <laughs> hidden sectors. <laughs> they sure do. You know, we're, we're do pulling all kinds of experiments. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, these people are, they are locked in a cage. Um, the other, there's a man in another cage who is acting like a monkey, but he was a rocket scientist scientist and they yes. learned that he was exposed to asteroid dust. That is an organism that self regenerates if ingested. It's like, there's different behavioral effects on each individual, but as we learn, there's not the behavioral no. effect is that they, they quote a random line from pop culture and then they explode into dust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of behavioral changes. Like maybe it's someone singing and the other one's dancing, but no, <laughs> it's all goofy. Yeah, to serve it's, the it's, joke. It's goofy shit and random lines, and then we're mm -hmm. we're out of here. We're out of here. <laughs> and then there's some sort of like sexy dream that they're having, and again, they're all simultaneously dreaming because they're like, "Oh, the organism has linked your brains," I guess. Yeah. Um, and so they. You know, they eventually reveal that they did eat the man. And so they're like, oh, that can't be good. Mm -hmm. um, and the scientists are like, how do we code this for the computer? Like, how do we input this data? <laughs> they're terrible. Terrible people. Oh, and then one, one, of the one of the scientists, she's like, you're despicable and disgusting perverts. You should all die a slow and painful death. And the other doctor's like, she'll be all right. Her brother was eaten by cannibals. Oh no! <laughs> it's just—it's so goddamn silly. No, it is. It's totally goofy. <laughs> yeah, and then while they're describing the symptoms of this alien organism virus, um, Johnny starts to exhibit all the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Then he shouts, "I am Spartacus!" and "Beam me up, Scotty!" And then he dissolves. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty! I was like. Stop. And I thought that was going to be the end of it. No. It oh. Cohen. It happens again. Oh, oh my and dear up to sweet this point, child. Yeah. Uh, up to this point, I noticed that there's less Freddy in this one than there was in the last episode. 
Because in the last episode, he seemed to appear every like five or ten minutes. But this one, it's been quite a while since we've seen him. I think it just feels longer because this episode is so arduous to get through. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, they find out that the two women, they are not, I mean, their systems are now neutralized. They're, they mm-hmm. have been exposed, but they're fine. So they right. they reintroduce the virus to their system by adding powdered Johnny to their protein shakes uh, that they have to drink. Uh, um, got to Freddy sipping the shake. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, those poor babes. Talk about taking a powder. I'm like, I don't think anyone said that phrase. At, <laughs> at least in 20 years since this episode was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so the next part of the episode, they're doing a little recap in the most clunky exposition for a show that is built on clunky exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, where Mary Beth's like, I just got a letter from an old roommate asking to catch up, and I don't know how to tell them that, uh, you know, I found my plane crash fiance, started eating uh, people, got a taste for human flesh, and then ate an astronaut and exposed me to a deadly alien virus. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I'm like, clearly she didn't get, she got the letter before most of that happened, because she right. hasn't been home. So yeah. I'm like, why bring it up? That is <laughs> straight. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Oh. God. Yeah, I was like, the letter wasn't addressed to like one, two, three, five stories underneath Springwood. Right. <laughs> this is where it's said. Yeah, now I, don't, I doubt that. I don't know if they brought other stuff over. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. I don't, it's it's wild. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um. Oh, although we do find out that the, the scientists are locked in this bunker until they solve the, the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another. So they dumb have some dream. motivation. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> um, there's another dream where Mary Beth dreams that like Johnny is speaking from inside her stomach. Um, <laughs> that goes nowhere. Um, Freddie does a little bit where he's at, at in a complaints department and he's like You're never happy. So what if her fiance was turned into a powder? Like I would have made her snort it, or a high colonic <laughs> enema would have been fun. Oh goodness. It's like okay. Okay, Freddie. Uh, ugh, the things he made Robert England say, and he did it. Look, oh, I he's mean, such a good sport. <laughs> he's a good sport. He must have made a fair amount of money. He's ha- He has to be. There's just no freaking way. Right? Yeah. I don't know. He has to be making this. He yeah, has like, to have a stake in this. <laughs> he must. I mean, yeah. I mean, the budget for this show is not on the screen, so I imagine it all went to him. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not on his makeup. Yeah, and then oh, okay. So Mary Beth then dies next. She she's, right. she she says, sees like two people having sex randomly in the middle of the room. Yeah, which I think is a hallucination, but who could tell? I I couldn't. I was like, is this really happening? What? Yeah, and then she says, "Don't cry for me, Argentina." Sings like an opera note and explodes into <laughs> dust. Um. Dr. Picard wants to, to resign, but they're like, we're locked in here. You can't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's very, very horny for Ginger. And they keep, like, flirting with each other. Um, oh, but I hated this whole thing. And it wasn't Dr. Picard. It was whatever, Dr. A or Dr. B, when she has to get half naked. And he acts like he never saw a woman in a bra before. And he did the whole, like... I don't know. He was like getting an erection or something in front of her. It was so gross. 
Yeah, it's it's really, really, really uncomfortable. And I think I was a little more immune to it because almost every episode before this in the season has been way worse as far as mm-hmm. men dealing with women. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, the <laughs> 80s were a wild time. A wild time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we do find out that the two two... I think there are five scientists, and two mm-hmm. of them are pairs that are dating each other, which seems like a conflict of interest. <laughs> hey, I mean, come on. You're in close quarters like that for so long? It's nobody else. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so one of the... He was like the, the, the horny like erection doctor that you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. Like his girlfriend scientist is all mad that he, you know was like flirting with ginger or you know like kind of ogling her in such a way so she calls him back yeah and they immediately begin kissing in the airlock thing that they have yep and everyone can see them yeah and hear them because the intercom's still on so they hear their gross sex moans (laughs) and then yeah um well there's there's one weird line where he's like or she's like for once i want you to take off those gloves and he's like we can't and i (laughs) I was kind of thinking that it might be like, you know, the story with the, the girl with the ribbon around her neck and then when you take it off, her head falls off. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought it would be something kind of like that, but it's just never mentioned again. Of course not. Like like most things. It's like, yeah. oh, you have something there, show? You can do something with that. Oh, no. You want to go for this other stupid gag. Yep. You want to be horny and stupid as much as possible. Yes. Um, they do plan to feed the organism to Dr. Picard to create him, uh, to, you know, complete the experiment. He obviously yeah. hears them over the intercom. He tries to help Ginger escape through an air duct, um, but they end up in the same room. But that was a dream. Of but re- course it was. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. But yet after the dream, he still finds out that the air ducts don't go anywhere. So I don't know why we mm-hmm. needed to learn this information twice. <laughs> right? And why isn't it something you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I you'd think yeah, it's like we're we're underground and we don't want to spread a virus upstairs, so you know we're recirculating yeah. here. Exactly. Weird. Yeah, this whole thing was weird, and he turns like the sacrificial black character, and he's all paranoid. Oh yeah, and oh, oh so sad. <laughs> such such a waste. Um, <sighs> they toast to the imminent completion of their project. And he's like, you really went through with it, didn't you? And they're like, look at it this way. You may survive like the woman has. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really quick acting for him. He says, like, there's no place like home. But then he keeps saying a bunch of quotes, including um, live from New York at Saturday night. And they're back, which is from Poltergeist 2, which seems like a weird poll. Um. But guess what? That was also a dream. But again, mm-hmm. we're we're just punishing folks for the things that they do in dreams. And he spikes all of their drinks on their space dumb waiter that they have. Yes. Um. Of milk. Oh, gross. Yeah. At least it's not warm milk, right? <laughs> I guess not. But it's like settled milk, room temperature. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's sure. cooling it in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it has been sitting in this dumb waiter for who knows how long. Oh my gosh! You've read that bit. This lasted like a minute and a half, and you're like, "This is taking longer than it usually does." Like, no shit. <laughs> you're making us sit and watch it and listen to it. Ugh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, two of the doctors, after they drink their milk, they go off to mm-hmm. have sex, as you do. Mm-hmm, um, of course. 
and then one the doctors kind of start to dissolve one by one one of them says damn the torpedoes full speed ahead one says hey mom on top of the world um one says i'm ready for my close-up mr demille in a very big you know old movie star accent yes and then one spins around a bunch in a rolly chair and does a nazi salute excuse me <laughs> oh my gosh this is terrible it was i really didn't need that in this episode no. <laughs> Nobody needs it any, every, anywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. At no point of time is this is this acceptable, except in Glorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah, and well, especially in such a stupid episode. Of yeah, television. yeah, it's a gag. Like that's that's not no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not funny at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's it's weird because why is this thing reacting at the same time? You know, not everybody reacts to this at the same time. So I was like, why are they all dying at the same time? Yeah, they're like very plot conveniently dying. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically the computer starts talking and they're like, finally assess the subject. Um, she Basically the horny says she hasn't been, I mean, the computer says she hasn't been horny recently, which is why she hasn't exploded into dust. Right, Ginger. Yeah. yeah, and she says this right as Ginger and the doctor are making out. Um, and she's like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, I must be punished. Yeah, for, punished for, for being having a woman. Intri- yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> and having uh, agency. Yep, and she does a frantic little dance. She says, I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too. And then she explodes, leaving behind only a pair of lacy panties hanging on the railing. Great stuff, that everyone. so corny. That's that a wrap. So Congrats. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Such like slut shaming. It's it's horrible. You it's... guys can't do the this show cannot do the, the, the side piece mistress, whatever you want to call it, right? They are they're automatically like a crazy sex fiend whore. <laughs> yeah, it look I, I this show was not concerned with not perpetuating stereotypes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a little much. Um, and then Freddie's last thing is it's it's nothing. There's like a Last Supper thing where he's at a diner and he's like Mary mm-hmm. Beth, delicately seasoned with ginger and olive Oliver oil because one of the doctors is named Oliver and it's like okay you, you yeah. try it I guess. Did um, they imply that the doctor probably died in there? Um, how's he supposed to explain all that? Like you said, they're not supposed to be released until they find. Oh yeah, a cure I mean, for this thing, and he has no subject now. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because it does end on him in that like empty bunker, but the computer mm-hmm. did figure it out, sort of. So <laughs> maybe he can go. I guess so. Don't have sex. Be celibate. If you have the virus. Congrats. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's one way to start. You got to start somewhere. I guess. Yeah. It's something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What are your final thoughts on this episode? Was it a dream? Was it a nightmare? Or did it put you to sleep? This thing was an effing nightmare. Ooh, boy. <laughs> I was between that and put me to sleep because were it not for this podcast and even for this, I was kind of spacing out. I was like, wait a minute, I got to pay attention here. Um, but now because sci-fi is such a delicate genre, it, it doesn't give you much leeway to be bad. Like, and I'm not talking about B-horror movie stuff or, you know, the thing and all that. Your sci-fi has to be it's weird to say but kind of grounded in reality you know if it's if it's too like off the wall goofy i don't think it works i i, I don't think this worked yeah all. oh it certainly doesn't 
Um, yeah, I would say yes, this was a nightmare. This was, in my rough estimation, I would say the second worst episode of the show. So at least you, yeah. you're, you're clear of the worst worst. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to kind of put in the words because then people are going to be like, what about Mars Attacks? And I love Mars Attacks. And I think that just has a, a sort of charm to it and, and motivation and reasonings. And it is what it is. I think Joel Schumacher directed that. Um, um, I think it was, wasn't it Tim Burton? No, sorry. Yes, it was Tim Burton. So, yeah. So he gets that kind of a flair. Um, but, yeah, I don't know where this went wrong. Again, this is another episode where elements could have worked. I think maybe... Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool. Maybe they should have done this as a sequel. Maybe if it's all new characters, wasn't grounded in another episode. And, you know, a, the cannibals did eat this specimen that was infected. And if the writing was different, it could have worked. Or if they would have just centered it around this um, addicts kind of deal. That I just, yeah, I think it could have went in either direction, but didn't work together. Yeah, there's too many ideas. They are mm -hmm. all executed poorly. Mm-hmm um too yeah too many tones it's too much of it's it's it is just a lot yeah it, it is a lot no direction what's what's the ending what is what is that what happened what happened to him we don't need to answer for everything all the time but he's such a like a non-character yeah it's like why are we ending him <laughs> yeah especially if you consider the plots of the previous like episode that this was a part of, which had two other stories involving like those three main characters. Mm -hmm. So it it's really like, why are we ending on this random dude who gets introduced in the last like quarter of it? I think it would have been more interesting if Mary Beth would have survived. Cause it's all about, she didn't explode because she was celibate, but because she's in this mistress role, it would have made more sense if she wasn't celibate. And it would have point. Right. It's more ironic if the wife or the fiance was actually the one who survived because she wasn't getting any sex for her from her husband because he was cheating on her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And because you know. she was explicitly celibate. I, the mm -hmm. reason she exploded is because she um, hallucinated someone else having sex. Not fair. <laughs> no, um, I guess because she got aroused from that. I guess is what you're supposed to get out of that. OK. Um, but also I'm not saying that was smarter something like the the average viewer will deduce because that's you know we're people who analyze storylines and i don't think they made it clear enough for the average viewer no certainly not and and the, well and the thing is ginger has been horny this whole episode too so like it just mm -hmm. really doesn't make sense no it doesn't anyway this is my favorite part of the episode where we can push the show out of our brains and never <laughs> think about it again um, Goodbye episode. You're terrible, especially Johnny against somebody else. I don't get the attraction to whatever. Yeah, yeah it's like why do you have two women fawning over you? <laughs> Freaking living in a trailer. I don't know whatever. <laughs> oh, a mess. Um but yes, Magdalia, where one more time, where can everybody mm -hmm. find you out there on the internet? You guys can find me on Twitter um, at Miggy Spicy is my handle. That's M I G G Y S P I C Y. Um, <laughs> you can also <laughs> S P I C Y. You can also catch me on Instagram at the Real Miggy Spicy, and again at Miggy Spicy on Twitch. Um, I also do host a Will Smith Appreciation podcast called The Fresh Podcast of LA. Uh, you catch that on uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Yeah, and there will be a link to that in the show notes, so you can just click on through. Um, yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brens and Instagram at The Burning Clem. 
Our artwork was created by Henry Hall. If you'd like to support trans artists, and you should, you can send him a commission at henryhall.design. Our theme song is Living in a Dream by Pseudo Echo. Rate and review us wherever you get us. Next episode, which is the penultimate episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Um, I cannot wait. Wait, like forever? Yeah, yeah. That's um, it? Two seasons? Yep, that's all we got, and that's all we needed. <laughs> um, yeah, so a priest who is giving last rites to a woman on death row is seduced and plans an unimaginable escape from the from the death house with a very tragic ending. Later, Violet Rodriguez attempts to escape the same way, hoping for better results. I don't know why they gave her full name and no other character's name, but you do you. Sure. And I guess that's a little spoiler from the first person. Yeah, I mean, look, we know nothing's going to go well for anyone on the show. Um, but yeah, until that one, um, thank you so much for listening, and sweet dreams, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.